This is Conducting Business. I'm Naomi Lewin. Remember those souvenirs that said, my parents went to Tanglewood and all I got was this lousy t-shirt? Or words to that effect? That lousy t-shirt was actually part of a boost to the local economy, along with the money spent on hotels, restaurants, bars, gas stations, you name it. So just how good for the economy are summer music festivals? And are there also drawbacks, like increased traffic and waste removal? Today we'll get a couple of views from opposite coasts. First, Timothy Mangan, the classical music critic of the Orange County Register, who just wrote about festivals in Southern California. You said that nonprofit arts groups are trying to promote their value to towns and cities in economic rather than artistic terms. What kinds of things are they emphasizing? Well, they're emphasizing the economic impact that arts bring to their particular towns and areas, and they're doing reports where what is included in that economic impact is things like uh, patrons buying tickets and the expenditures of the institutions themselves, but also the indirect impact of people staying in hotels, going to restaurants, Uh, employees of those places as well as their own employees paying state and local taxes, that kind of thing. And I had never looked at it that way before. I'm involved in the arts and cover the arts, but I had never looked at it from this economic impact angle, and it kind of surprised me, really. What did you find that was so surprising? Well, here in Orange County, we have um, the Segerstrom Center for the Arts, yeah, that's our big performing arts center. It has a concert hall and a multi-purpose hall and some chamber music halls and a big playhouse, the South Coast Repertory Playhouse. And they're a $50 million nonprofit organization. Well, so what that means, again, I'm not an, an economics professor, but that means they spend $50 million in the middle of Costa Mesa in Orange County. And right across the street from that Performing Arts Center is South Coast Plaza, which is a famous mall, a high-end mall, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of restaurants around there, and um, I'm told you can't get a table at those restaurants when there's a Broadway show over at the Segerstrom Center for the Arts, because everybody's going to the show and getting dinner beforehand. So with all the economic impact studies that arts groups have commissioned to demonstrate the jobs created and all of that sort of stuff, is there one area that has clearly benefited the most? Jobs, hotels, taxes, you name it? I would have to say taxes because the employees end up paying so much taxes. And then there are other things that give revenue to the state and locally. The one thing that was fascinating to me in Laguna Beach, where they have um, many arts festivals as well as music and a, a famous old museum, is that they have a hotel tax there that is uh, 2%, and that goes all to the arts and to their visitors' bureau. So it's this sort of virtuous circle, and it's all that tax is paid not by local patrons. They're, they're people coming in from out of town paying that hotel tax, and then that helps the arts because it goes back into the arts, and then more people want to come to Laguna. So the fact that you do these studies and you show these to government officials, they might be more willing to invest in the arts in their own communities. You said the money goes back into the arts. 
from this, but you also quoted Kimberly Ritter Martinez, an economist at the Kaiser Center for Economic Research, who said K through 12 arts education should be increased because it provides creativity training to prepare young people for the 21st century workplace. Is that something that Orange County has done? I understand they haven't actually increased their K through 12 arts education. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure of that. I do know that there are some more sort of privately funded efforts to increase arts education. And in the public schools, it's, it's hit and miss because of our property taxes here that, that got kind of messed up, in my opinion, with Prop 13. But the point about the education is also that the creative workforce helps even in non-creative jobs. And so one corporation that helped fund the Otis report was Boeing, which has uh, headquarters here in Orange County. And because they found that at Boeing, the people that have had arts backgrounds and, and a creative background helped them have an edge on other companies and bring innovation to the company. So it has wide implications that the arts education, as well as having arts in your town or, or county, how much do festivals attract out-of-towners, and how much do they just draw locals, especially in places that aren't someplace like Tanglewood or Salzburg? I think that would depend on the uniqueness of the festival. And in Laguna, for instance, those festivals are unique. There's a, this thing that you may have heard of called the Pageant of the Masters, and that's Tableau Vivant, and I believe it's the only festival of that kind left in the country. This is where they recreate uh, famous paintings with live people. They paint them up and they paint a background and the kids and the parents and everybody stand in it stock still. They open the curtain and there's this famous painting. And they have an orchestra in the pit playing music from the period. This has been going on since the 1930s in Laguna. Well, you can't get that anywhere else. That's Um, for sure. (laughs) Right. So... When you have something unique like that in the arts, you're going to bring in plenty of -of out-of-town people. The flip side of this, of course, is that festivals can be expensive to host, and, of course, they can also bring headaches like big traffic problems, parking issues. They can put a strain on local police, and they can also have a negative environmental impact. Did any of the arts groups that you spoke to address those concerns? Well, I've talked to a couple of people like the former mayor of Laguna who, you know, mentioned the congestion of, of going into Laguna Beach. It's You have to go through a narrow canyon to get to the beach town, and that road that goes in just gets really clogged. And since it's a beach town along with the arts festivals, the town gets very congested. But, you know, that's maybe no different than any other sort of business, you know, that's, that's popular. Um, you go to a mall, and it's, it's hard to park, too. You know, I, I went to the Hollywood Bowl the other night, and I had to leave, you know, two and a half hours before I wanted to get there because wow. I live in Orange County, and I knew I had to go through rush hour traffic to get there to see Dudamel and the L.A. Phil, and you just plan for it. You mentioned the Hollywood Bowl. You have seasonal events there in Southern California, like the Hollywood Bowl, the Ojai Festival, La Jolla Music Society Summer Festival. Can short-term events like those create an economic bump that lasts when those festivals are no longer in season? Well, 
I do know that the L.A. Phil, which runs the bowl, and it's actually not very short, it runs through June through September, I do know that they get a lot of money from that that helps them during their winter season. It's been described as their cash cow. In terms of the Ojai Festival, yeah, that's hard to say because that's just one weekend a year, but they have a local group of supporters there. Remember, these are nonprofits, so they're not about making money for themselves. They're just about meeting the bottom line. And as far as I can tell, they're meeting their goals in terms of fundraising, and the festival is certainly very successful with tons of people every year in town. And you can't get a hotel room in, at Ojai when that festival is going on, let me tell you. Well, note to all listeners, reserve your hotels early if you want to go to any of those festivals. Thank you very much for joining us, Timothy Mangan. Naomi, it's been a pleasure, and thanks for your interest. Timothy Mangan is the classical music critic of the Orange County Register. Now to the East Coast, and specifically the Berkshires. For performing arts fans, that usually brings to mind names like Tanglewood, Jacob's Pillow, Williamstown Theater Festival, and Norfolk Chamber Music Festival, plus historic sites and museums. Joining us now is Julia Dixon, the head of Berkshire Creative, an organization that aims to stimulate the economy in the region by sparking collaborations between artists, cultural institutions, and businesses. Timothy Mangan was just telling us that in Orange County, California, arts groups teamed up to commission an economic impact study, and they're using that information to demonstrate their value to government officials and business leaders. Have you quantified the value of the arts for the Berkshires? We have, yeah. In 2007, a report was commissioned that was the first report of its kind in the area that actually measured the scope the size and the value of the creative economy in Berkshire County specifically. And what stood out in that report for you? One of the main takeaways in that report called the Berkshire Creative Economy Report was that the creative economy, and this is all kinds of industry from nonprofits to creative to for-profit creative enterprise to tourist attractions that are creative to creative individuals. So all of that economic activity is one of the main drivers of the overall economy in the Berkshires but creating more or less 6,000 jobs at a time in the region. So the creative economy is incredibly important to this area at a time when manufacturing has moved out of the area. So it's really bolstering the economy in an incredibly important way. Actually, another report was just done in January of this year, the National Center for Arts Research. It's Southern Methodist University uh, released a report measuring arts vibrancy in different sized communities, and arts vibrancy involves dollars spent, organizational activity, grants available and distributed, that kind of thing. And the Berkshires ranked number seven and was the only Northeast community in the top ten that was the most creatively vibrant mid- or small-sized city in the nation. So it just kind of speaks to the amount of creative institutions, individuals, and industries that are located here in the Berkshires. And I understand that in Lenox, Massachusetts alone, which is the home of Tanglewood, Shakespeare and Company, The Mount, etc., tourists contributed to about 40% of the tax base? That's right. Um, Tourism is so important. Our season is about spring to fall, and direct spending by visitors is, you know, over $400 million every year, and it's just increasing. So that shows how important 
tourists from outside of the area are. The top five places where people are from that travel to the Berkshires in New York City, obviously, and Boston, those are huge feeder markets for us. And even New Haven and Hartford in Connecticut, followed by the rest of Massachusetts and New England combined, and then international travelers. Well, I was going to ask how much your festivals attract out-of-towners and how much they draw people who have summer or weekend homes in the area who just sort of show up to an event and then drive home afterwards. So not really adding that much to the local economy. I don't have quite the range of statistics on that. I do think visitors from these other places contribute so much to this economy, especially in the summer season. Uh, A lot of these organizations operate year-round, like Barrington Stage, which is a world-renowned performing arts institution, as well as Shakespeare and Company there year-round, Berkshire Theatre Group. So these places maybe have more of an impact and have more visitors and attendance from the local community on the off-season. I think one of the biggest challenges that we face in the Berkshires is this question of how to sustain the impact of the creative economy year-round. So there are more and more off-season or shoulder-season activities that are happening. 10 by 10 is a festival in the middle of winter in February that happens in downtown Pittsfield. What does that do? 10 by 10 is a festival for 10 days. Every cultural institution in and around Pittsfield does something for 10 by 10, so it's incredibly collaborative wide-ranging. There's performance, there's music, there's theater, there's stuff for kids offered at the Berkshire Museum. Uh, Jacob Spillo has dance. They offer dance at Mass Mocha on the off-season. You mentioned Mass Mocha, which of course lifted the town of North Adams like a phoenix from what had been fairly ruinous, a ruinous state. Is anybody trying to do that to other towns in the area that have fallen on hard times, places like Pittsfield, which is still pretty rough around the edges? Yeah, the Mass Mocha's mission is really to be an economic driver for the city of North Adams. So that plus uh, MCLA, which is Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts, it's a top 10 public liberal arts school in that in that community. They run a, a program called Downstreet Art, where they fill empty storefronts with temporary galleries through the summer. So all of these kinds of arts-driven economic development projects you're seeing. Pittsfield is an interesting story. So maybe 15 years ago, uh, Norman Mailer, his daughter Maggie Mailer, lived in Pittsfield. She still lives near Pittsfield. And she started using vacant storefronts as temporary studio, as a temporary studio for herself back when downtown Pittsfield was not redeveloped and there was nothing going on and like nobody was walking around on North Street. And that grew into a nonprofit organization called the Storefront Artist Project, where they would use multiple vacant storefronts as artist studios, temporary, because they would have to leave when those storefronts became rented by businesses. But it gave these empty storefronts more value. And there were people, you know, in downtown commercial spaces actually working, even though they weren't running businesses. They brought such an added value to the community members of Pittsfield that became a bit of a catalyst for development and revitalization in downtown Pittsfield. And now, I don't know what the numbers are of the vacant storefronts in Pittsfield, but Hotel on North just opened in the middle of North Street here. It's a great brand new boutique hotel right in between Berkshire Museum and Barrington Stage. So you're seeing more and more 
redevelopment projects. You're seeing some of these beautiful old buildings that are still down here on North Street become, you know, affordable housing. So it's really turned a corner thanks to these anchors, these cultural anchors, and some of this grassroots cultural arts-driven activity. Julia Dixon is Creative Economy Specialist at Berkshire Creative. This is Conducting Business. Brian Wise is our producer. I'm Naomi Lewin. Thanks for listening. Damn, this traffic jam. How I hate to be late. Hurts my motor to go so slow. Time I get home, my supper be cold. Damn, this traffic jam. I heard so very many people say, don't you let the time slip away. If you got a bank of bar, don't put off until tomorrow the things that you can do today.